Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Shall we read together? Have they got there on the board? Shall we read together please? Tell someone, but you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. How many of you spoken a new tongue during the convention? Raise your hand, let me see. Raise up your hands very clearly. Now let me say this to you. When the Holy Ghost comes upon a man, it, produce, it produces... Dynamos, power, dynamite, power, explosion, explosives. But you know, when you have explosives, you need fire to combust it. Correct? We have been looking at the Holy Spirit because you need the knowledge of the Holy Spirit more than anything in this time. Or not? A believer who hasn't got the true knowledge of the Holy Spirit in this time will miss out in many things. Holy Spirit is power of God. He is the fire power. The Bible says you receive the Holy Spirit. Jesus was talking. He said you receive, you receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Now you have received the power during the convention. Now it is time to manifest. Of course, you know that in the context of what Jesus was saying, Jesus says straight away what all the manifestation of the Holy Spirit will give. The purpose of all the gifts of the Spirit. The gift of word of knowledge, wisdom, faith, discernment, healing, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues and miraculous signs and wonders and healing. All this gift that the Holy Spirit will give you, or if you look at the book of Romans chapter 12, I've just read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 12 too. 12, 1 Corinthians 12, Romans. And both bring it from verse 4, verse 4. So you can't forget it. Chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, verse 4. Chapter 12 of Romans, verse 4. They are power pack chapters of the Bible that Pentecostal believer must not play with. In that place, he spoke about prophetic and he spoke also about the, the, the gift of administration. He also talked about the gift of bless the prosperity. Alright? That is, people that God will give an edge to have money. Okay? And the purpose of it was because of the calling and the gifting of the Spirit. Let me go through that with you. Just to each one of us, as you know, uh, just to each one of us, just as each one of us has one body with many members, and, and these members do not all have the same functions. It says, so in Christ, we who, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to each other. Okay, go forward. We have different gifts. According to what? According to what? Grace given us. Yes? 
Now, if a man gives his prophesy, let him what? Come on, church, read for me. And then... Then the next one. Stop. That is money. Custodians of money. People that God will give real money. But you know the condition for it is that they will have a heart of giving to others. That's why not all Christians will be millionaires. If anybody tells you that all Christians will be millionaires, it's stupid. If God created a world where everybody is a millionaire, then that is not the God of order. <laughs> you know, it says in the book of Deuteronomy, it says, There should be no poor among you in the land I'm taking you. But it said, If should there be one, then the other should take care. You have people in the church who will be extremely wealthy. You have people in the church who will just rise through the rank of ladders and earn salaries. If you want to be extremely wealthy, you must have a giving heart. Remember yesterday I was teaching you. I showed you in the scriptures that a, a giver, no, on, on the first, when I was looking at Psalm 37, a righteous man gives to his enemies. You don't starve your enemies when he's in need. If God made provision for you and your enemy is in need, you must be the first person to meet up the need because you have the provision. And you won't go and mock him. You will ask God for mercy. That is a righteous man. And people who have conditioned their heart to be like that, they will make money. They will make money. They will make money. They will make money. They, it is an element that you will be extremely, an extremely rich person. You may have great ideas. That doesn't make you money. Because the Bible tells us that the race is not meant for the swift. Neither does welcome to the intelligence. Hallelujah, somebody. Intelligence will give you respect. That's all. It doesn't give you cash. Uh-huh. People who control wealth of the world, they are not too intelligent. And they employ the service of the intelligent people to make money, and they are the ones again the money. Hallelujah, somebody. But if you look at it, they have a given heart. And it says, if it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. And verse 9 then they talk about love, being sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. If you look at this scripture and chapter 14, 1 Corinthians 14, you will see this is the basis of Holy Spirit lavishing gifts on a man. If you want the gift of the Holy Spirit, your heart must be pure. You must have sincere love. Sincere love is what I was talking about, that it does not exclude the wicked, even in the benevolence of the gift. And somebody has sincere love for God, you will bless God's children, you will not mock them. You will not blame people who have problems and begin to tell them why they have the problem and make them feel they are just as useless as the, Satan, the devil. And, you know, in the whole creation, they are the most useless. <clears throat> Don't do that. If you have a heart of love, then you have the heart of Christ. And the heart of Christ, though he will rebuke wickedness, he will discipline a person who is disobedient, but yet he loves him. He will not withdraw his benefits from him, though he disciplines him. 
Are we together now? So the bedrock of the gifts is love. Must be sincere. A person who, love, who, who has a sincere love will hate what is evil. He will always lean on the, type of, on the side of good. That's why I told you, don't get yourself involved with people who backbite or people who run down others, people who have no, no work in life to do. Anytime you produce things like that, I, am, I think Dr. Ajigini is around. And I think he can confirm this. If medical science have not understood what I'm saying, in a short time they will discover a machine that will establish it. This is what I want to say. When you speak things that are derogating and you speak things that are ungodly, a part of your brain produces something that looks like a milky white thing. I'm telling you what I'm seeing. And that milky white thing looks like a poison to the rest of the cells of your brain. The part of your brain that should be responsible for deep thinking will be corrupted and corroded. And this has been the, the, the reason why a lot of people who give their mind to evil thoughts are always dull in brain. Dr. Ajigini, if you haven't discovered that in medicine, go tell the Medical Council of Great Britain that if a man always leans into evil, his, his part of the cell of his brain will die gradually. And that's a part of the cell of the brain that can innovate good things, solutions and stuff. If a man continues in evil thoughts and evil action, it will come to a time that those brains can never be recovered till his death. Because they have gone beyond recovery. But if a man is happy all the time and always loving all the time, even if he's not a born again, and he's always hilarious, he's always thinking of good, such people, the part of the cells of their brain that is responsible for intelligence will begin to develop greater, faster rates. You can't find depression, visit people like that. They're not born again. Why some can be born again and they're depressed? I can't understand that. But this is the understanding. The reason why the Bible says, therefore, that you and I should dwell on the word of God all the time is so that our brain pulses can bring out those pulses that will help the other cells of the brain that is responsible for intelligence and memory. I will get it now. So a man who does not lean on the good does himself evil. Whereas a man who lives on the good does himself good. Happy all the time. Now look at 1 Corinthians 14, therefore. He gave us the same thing when he was talking about the gifts of the Spirit, the other gifts of the Spirit. On that, 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift to what? The gift of what? The gift of what? I can hear you, headquarters. But what do you do first? Follow the way of love. So if we go to the mountain to fast for give, they get nothing. What they may get after many fasting is ulcer. And they will pray serious before God can heal them because their mind is corrupt. For you to go to the Holy God, you must first deal with unholiness. For you to go to the righteous God, you must first deal with unrighteousness. You must forge your inner man. That is sacrifice that attracts God, not your mountain climbing. And breaking your bones because you are going to look for a place where God is. Whereas you left God in your room. Instead of cleansing your heart and mind of all these things. You left God in your room and went to the place where demons are. And you are looking for God among demons. 
Therefore, for you to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, you must follow the way of love. And who is love? Jesus. Amen? Okay, now let's go to the real matter of the day. After the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit, and Jesus said they would receive power, I told you that all these gifts came by the power of the Holy Spirit. Chapter 12, 1 Corinthians from verse 7 to verse 11, is all gifts. Okay? They come by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. The purpose of it is to evangelize. You receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you will be witnesses. So, any manifestation of the Holy Spirit upon a man is to witness Jesus. Come on now. So, if you have the gift of wisdom, the moment God demonstrates it, you must make sure you witness about Him through the gift. If you have the gift of word of knowledge, don't make money off people. As you give the word of knowledge, don't collect offering for the word of knowledge. That would be a Simon the sorcerer. Everybody who, who operates the gift of the Spirit and they collect, they use it to raise offering, they, are not, they will not enter heaven. No matter how popular they may be on earth, the one who made the heaven and earth had told me they have no part in him. There was a man in the book of Acts chapter 7, chapter 6, uh, no chapter 8, in Samaria. Who was like that? People thought he had the Spirit of God. He did many wonders. But when Philip came, God humiliated him and took him out. Are we together? There was another man called by Jesus, who was with Sergius Paulus, along the missionary journey. Paul encountered him, and this guy was a, a medium, but, but connected with those who are the authority. And then when he was messing about, when the truth was coming out, and he contended with the truth. This is going to happen a lot in this season into next year. When God will raise people like yourselves and you come out with the truth, a, a lot of big names will challenge the new move. The new move of the Spirit of God is going to be antagonized by the Pentecostal. I told you for the past 14 years. Because the new move will bust all their lives and it will show Jesus to everybody so that those who hold people bound will have no one to hold. The people have known the truth. The birds have escaped from their foulest night. And they will fight with you. Because I just follow spirit, always fight with the true spirit of God. But you know, when, when he was antagonizing the move of God, suddenly the spirit of God came upon Paul and said that you will, not, you will be blind for a while. And the man instantly went blind. And God will do so much signs and wonders like that, that will humiliate human beings who have exploited the gift of God. I told you you must recognize this. The gift of God given to you came because of a heart of service. After God has given a gift, the gift and the calling is without repentance. He will not take it from you, even if you change from the way you got it. So that's why you can see a prophet really raised by God, and then he became promiscuous, but he's still seeing vision. And he's still prophesying. He can become adulterous, he can become anything. But the gift is there. God will not take the gift because... All of us will report with him one day. He will judge us. When he gives, he doesn't take it. Alright? But of course, when God will judge the person who is like that, the glory will take, go away. And people will begin to see his shameful ways and stuff like that. I will together now. So you must understand that God can give you gifts. You can puff up after God, the gift has come to the prime. But you mustn't do that. You must know that what you did... At the beginning that you got the gift is what is required to maintain the gift till you die. 
Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will what? Lift you high. God gives grace to the humble, but he resists what? The proud. Now, so it means that if you have gifts now because of your humility, there are higher grace you can enter in every chamber of gifts. And you must continue to be humble for you to increase, or else you will discover that somebody else will be given by God a higher measure. And you will soon become obsolete. May that not be you. But tonight, let's end up by talking about one power that was very, 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 you know, prevailing in the lives of the apostles. After you receive the Holy Spirit, there is one power that is more than all these gifts. Really, that power is what produces all these gifts. That power is what shapes all these gifts. That power is what develops all these gifts. It's what takes a man... Who has a little grace to go into deeper grace. And that power we're going to examine it. Look at the book of um, Acts chapter 4. You know, after the disciples were persecuted. When the Holy Ghost came and then problems started. Don't you think that we won't have such. In this time that God will visit the earth, many of us will have serious trouble. Hallelujah somebody. Who will cause the trouble? It is the devil that will cause the trouble because the devil will be so angry, so wild with you. I remember my spiritual father. In Nigeria, some years ago, my father told me this story, and it's in his life record. I think it's around 1945 or 47 in Nigeria. That man was used single-handedly by God all across Nigeria. You know, Nigeria is a big country. From the west to the south, from the east to the north. And in his ministry, God was healing people, I mean, to the extent that hospitals were empty. One man. To the extent that which doctors are bankrupt. Which doctors of the, of the south, bankrupt. Which doctors of the west, bankrupt. Which doctor of the east, bankrupt? Which doctor of the north, bankrupt? Then all the hospitals of the government in all the state regions were getting empty. And doctors didn't have much work to do together with which doctors. So the doctors, the, the, the Institute of Medicine, I don't know what they call them there, you know, the, like the medical council, they had a meeting with the witches and wizards, the witch doctors council, and they decided to sue my spiritual father. And they did sue him for practicing medicine without certificate. I'm not telling you a fiction. It's in, his, in the book. It's written. My father was alive and he was, um, he was there. He went to the court that day. My father went to court. They called the court to Lulubu. Where they put lion. <laughs> the Supreme Court. They put lion there. So they called the court to Lulubu. So when they arrested him, among those who were with him in those days, who are his disciples, was Oba Ibi Akinyeli. He was an OB as early as 1917. Highly educated man. He was a king in the Yoruba kingdom who stopped human killing, sacrifice, when he became a king as a Christian. Born again, he was the first born again king who was ordained in the church. He was not ordained in the natural, in the cultural way. He rejected everything. So, and what happened? He wanted to take over the case. And Babala said, leave them alone. 
God does not allow anything to happen to his servants without his own design. God has a purpose for it. Now listen to me. I'm telling you this story because the new move he told us, or our predecessors who communicated to us, that the new move will be greater than his time. And he said it will happen in this century. He said before 2025, he said it will happen. He said he looks at that generation and he covets that generation. And what about? We are the generation. Okay? So, they put handcuffs on his hand and took him to the hospital, and to the prison. And he went. So, in his detention, he saw two men who were in the detention for murder. And the Lord told him that the reason why I brought you to this detention is to get this man free. He, he led them to Christ within, I think, two weeks or so. He led them to Christ the first day in the, 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 the detention. And he began to educate them in the Bible. Alright? These men eventually were freed. After their salvation. And they became pastors. They are still pastors till today. These men are in their 70s as I'm talking to you. Whatever the case may be. So, on the court day, they brought him out of Black Maria. And he was, he was entering the court. There is a beggar who always sits down at the entrance of the court begging for money. So, the policeman... Well, behind him, he came out of the black Maria, which is the car. And then with his hands in chain handcuffs, his legs in handcuffs. And as he was walking, he got to the entrance of the court. And he saw a, a lame man there. And he looked at the lame man. The lame man looked at him. The police stopped. He said, stand up. And the lame man leapt up. His two legs straightened up and healed instantly. And he said, let us go. And the lame man was screaming, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, running all over the place. Okay? He was running all over the whole place. This one we're talking about because all the Christians came to the place. You have Christians standing, you have witches standing, you have doctors standing. I will attest stethoscope. It was a national battle. Because they were really getting bankrupt. Whatever the case may be. The cripple was now running and making noise. And the whole place was pandemonious. So the, the magistrate came out. What is going on here? And the man was shouting, Oga, Oga, this man, heal me. This man, heal me. Huh? He said, you know me. Because the magistrate always gave the cripple money. He said, you know me. He said, how did you walk? He said, this man said, stand up. And I stood up. Huh? The magistrate said, is that so? He said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Look at me. I am healed. I am healed. I am okay now. The magistrate said, why do you have the handcuffs on the man who did good? Oh, they said, it was his, his, his case that we have brought to you. Because, you know, he's the one that uh, is the next case to be, uh, to be, to be <laughs> judged. The magistrate said, lose him. And they removed the handcuffs from him. He said, this must be a good citizen coming. And when he went in, the magistrate said, okay, I want, to, I want this case first. So they, count, they, they read all the charges against Babalola. The witches were there. The medical council was there. And Babalola was there with some pastors. After reading all the charges, then the magistrate said, all right, the man who was healed, where is he? They brought the man. They lame now working. Then he asked the medical council, can your medicine heal the cripple? And the medical council said, we cannot, sir. We can only help. And then the witches, can your witchcraft heal the cripple? The witches said that uh, we have not got to that level. We can only. So the judge now said, 
Now, if you are doctors and you have a mandate to cure people, and you are witch doctors and you have a mandate to cure people, and this man is a minister of God and he is curing people, then form a team. All of you. <laughs> form a team. So, any sickness you cannot cure, and you cannot cure, give it to him. And he said, what is the problem, by the way? They said, he's practicing medicine without license, and he took out his paper, and he said, dictated to them, he said, now I hereby give you license within the territory of Nigeria to practice your kind of medicine. Stamped it. That was how they gave him license. But Allah came out of the place, and he never boasted in the place. Are you with me now? But that man said, our generation, he saw, God will use you and I greater than him. I think somebody will be very happy. But what is the key? The key is prayer. The key is prayer. 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 If you look at the book of Acts that I said to you to look chapter 12, chapter 4, look at from verse 23. It says, on their own release, Peter and John went back to their own people. The King James also says, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests had done and the elders. Alright? Look at verse 24. Shall we read it together in NIV? What does it say? When they heard this, Stop. The first thing is this. For power that you have received to continue to grow and manifest, you must belong to a company of prayer. I'm telling you the divine truth. Those of you who pick and choose the service you used to come, that ended last month. You will not do that again. There is prayer in this house every day. New Cross pray 6 to 7. Cathedral pray 8 to 9. Then you have Friday prayer every day, every week. Prayer. 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 My father used to tell me what is good needs prayer so that it won't go bad. What is bad needs prayer so that it become good. Don't you understand? That's your live lie. Prayer is man talking to God. Man making an appeal in the courtyard of God, in the court of God rather, and God standing, the Father as the judge, and Jesus Christ standing as your advocate or your mediator. Now, let me say this to you. If you cannot pray, Satan will gain a lot of ground around your life as a believer. Your word that you speak to the Father has much power than you think. If every prayer has power, then imagine somebody who prays once in a day compared with somebody who prays seven times in a day. Will they have the same power? No. No. Satan doesn't want you and I to know how to pray. He doesn't want us to pray even if you know how to pray. Do you know something now? The power you have, look at what happened to these guys. After they were released from their persecution, they went and prayed. Now what happened? Verse 31. Let's look at verse 31. What does he say? Shall we read together, please?
Now, when they prayed, the building was shaking and there was no deformation of structure. And let me say this to you from an engineering point of view. If anything can shake this pillar once, what we understand by engineering is that the properties of the concrete will suffer tension that will bring tensile stress and it will defragment. Even if outside you are seeing it, nothing happens. Inside it, it has disjointed. Because it's a solid block that is bonded together by various properties. When you shake it, it's like somebody twisting your leg backwards. Okay? And leaving it to come back. The joints of your, your, your legs, whether your knees or your, your, your tassels, will disjoint. Same thing. But when they prayed physically, building shook. But there was no deformation of structure. It is Holy Ghost who does that. Many years ago, they had this Azusa Street um, revival. And in the revival, we, in the revival, we had, there was fire. They were praying in the church and fire was on the, on the roof. And the people in church didn't see fire. So the people outside called fire, fire, fire. And the firemen came ringing, ringing. When they came there, they thought everybody in the, in the house must have been roasted. So they ran into the building, you know, with their experts, uh, you know, stuff, looking for smoke. But there was no smoke. And when they came into the building, the people were praying. They were on the floor in their belly, weeping and crying to God. They did not know that God had descended over the roof. But these people who are praying must know they are people of pure hearts. That's what God demands from you and I. Pure hearts. Pure hearts. Pure heart is simple. It's a heart that loves God truly. A heart that will be transparent to God. You don't go before God and lie to God. You tell Him the truth. He knows the truth before you came. A heart that will turn away from the things of this world. A heart that will be heavily minded. The book of Romans chapter 8 says that those who, the spiritual man, set his mind on the things above. You have had enough fun of this world. And we have had enough destruction from the fun. The time has come for us to ignore fun and have the fun of heaven, which is beneficial to all things. Satan hates it. But we'll give him anyway. I said the devil hates it. But we'll give him anyway. I said the devil hates it. But we'll give him anyway. Are you not the one who reads Psalm 24 every day? In Christ the tabernacle is not by chance you are given Psalm 24. He who shall ascend the heel of the Lord. Who will stand in his holy place. Those who what? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And those who do not lift up their heart to what is false. God is not to be worshipped every Sunday. It should be worshipped every day. Listen to me. They prayed, go to my axe, please. I know you have a lot of weapons up there. Don't use your weapons yet. Go to the axe. Thank you so much. They are putting the spinning. Want to make it dynamic? All believers were one. No, 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 no. What is this person doing here? Go back to 31. 
Before we read 32. Well done. After they prayed, what happened? And what then followed? That is what they asked God for. They got it instantly. I will together now. What they asked for, they got it instantly. Then when the, the power of God came upon them, what happened next? That's 32. And then we'll move away from that one. You see, the heart was open. They became very, very open in their heart. Nobody is selfish anymore. Huh? That's the Holy Spirit. But what happened thereafter? Read it. This is upon all of you now. I said this upon all of you now. After the power bonding in hearts, we call prayer, all of us are there. We call night vigil. In this church, there is night vigil every Friday. A group will come and pray, 8 to 9. Another group will come and pray from 11. Night vigil. And you may say that you are part of the church, but you have never, you don't understand. What I'm saying is like speaking German to a French. This week, it's changed. Are we together? None of you must be a party to make Satan happy over you. <laughs> you must be devil busters. It doesn't come by somebody sleeping all his life. It comes by somebody understanding that there must be a direct communication between man and heaven 24-7. To the extent that when you are sleeping, you are praying. Are we together? It comes by continuous practice. I will soon finish. Look at chapter 6 of Acts. I think it's verse 7. No, chapter 6 of Acts. Verse 7, after they have ordained deacons and deaconesses, alright? Let me read from, really, read from verse 5. Let's see. What does he say? No. Do you know what? Go back to verse 2. It says, so the twelve gathered. Let's read from verse 1. Because some of you know the story, but some don't. But I say, in those days when the number of disciples were increasing, the Christian Jews and among, the, among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows who have been overlooked in the daily division of bread. You remember, remember that these people in chapter 4, they, bring, they brought food to the church, they brought clothes to the church, they brought money to the church, and the church gave to members who have need. You know, by the grace of God, we are building the extension of this area, all right, when we finish the extension, we have a place there where we, we, it's going to be stored. People who are jobless or who have needs, they will come there in the church. You can go with food, you can go with clothes, you can go with anything you need. 
When this church started, let me tell you how we operated. We were small, very little. But so, because of that, we were like a home group. Though we were over 100 then, but all of us know ourselves. If somebody buy, uh, uh, is doing a council flat, all of us will go there and we will buy what he needs. Cooker, fridge, stuff. To equip the place. That's what we're doing. And we will struggle among ourselves to bless the person. Somebody buys a car, we want to fill the, the tank. We will fight to be the first to fill his tank. For him. Alright? If somebody has no food, he calls the other one. I don't have food in my house. Go, 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 go. The last in his house, he will give it to him and he will go away with it. They are still with me now. All these ministers. That's how we used to be. And that is true church. So when people increase, then there was complaint. Go to the next verse. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, shall we read what the, what the apostle said? Hey, stop. No, no, no. None of you are reading now. General headquarters. Read. Uh-huh. So it is not good for Apostle Williams to be cleaning this floor, taking care of the toilets, and going to administer welfare. How many people here don't have food? Let's help them. Somebody is in the hospital. Who will visit the person? Oh, somebody is having a problem. How will I reach that person? I'm now in Kent. Somebody has a problem in Hammersmith. How will I it? it shouldn't be my headache. When your apostle is doing that, you will see little power in your own midst. If I go out, you will see maximum power. Those who go out with me in this building can tell. And my operation outside is very, very different. Very different. For many reasons. But at home, this is it. So, the ministry of the apostle is the ministry of the word and what? Prayer. What's the next verse? We don't wait on tables. Brothers, choose from among yourselves men who are one, known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them. And we will give our attention to what? To what? To what? That is the job description of ministers. Any minister is a full-time minister. His job description is prayer and the word. Finish. That's what we employ them for. Administration, office, clerical work and stuff. No, that's not their job. That is to be handled by deacons and deaconesses. Associate ministers and elders. Any resident pastor, the word and prayer. Of course, we know when the church starts, the resident pastor will do everything. Because administration has to be but the moment people are coming up and are appointed, they ought, they ought to take such from them. Like we're talking about, okay, the office, uh, when Dickens gather together, what they should discuss is that, how is the office running? Okay, you know, they need volunteers in the office. Okay, they will structure themselves. I will take this time, you take this time, you take this time, and things will be going on fine. That's the reason for the ordination. Well, let me say something to you. This will, will surprise you. 
When the ministers are able to commit themselves to prayer at the ministry of the world, you know what happens? Fuel, the power is fueled. Look at verse 7. Verse, verse, verse 7, yes. It's, it's so the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly. And a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Why? Huh? Because the minister now prays, he has more time for the word and for prayer. He doesn't have to give himself a headache over whether the office is open or it closed. Whether there is an administrative problem here or not. Whether there is a toilet that is not washed. Whether there is a, a door there that is falling away. He has no peace in his heart. Look, let me read verse 6. They presented this man to the apostles who prayed over them and laid their hands on them. Okay? So when they laid their hands on them, they took over the liabilities from the apostles. All those responsibilities took it away. So everybody now is operating in his own industry. The ministry of health, they took care. Administration of church, they took care. Now listen to what now happened. You saw in verse 7 that the apostles began to minister with great power and spread. Verse 8, before we move away. Now Stephen, a man full of, the, of, of God's grace and power, did what? Who was Stephen? Deacon. But he did great signs and what? He, excuse, what's the time? Oh, the time is still young. You dance well today. Listen to me. You will dance in a minute. Now let me tell you this. Because some people, when we say dancing, they, say, they will be jumping. <laughs> when we say pray, Hallelujah, somebody. When we preach, Hallelujah, that will not be your portion. <laughs> Listen to me. Deacon manifested supernatural signs and wonders. Why? Because the apostles lay hands on them. Okay? Having laid hands on them, dedicated them to serve, they started serving with all their heart. So, if the deacons serve with their heart, they will operate in the same thing apostle will operate if apostle can pray and study the word. We will both end up in the same place. So, if there are members who commit themselves to service, there's a meeting, they are there. They don't wait for anybody. If it is a prayer meeting and you are there, carry on with the prayer program. This is not a church where we wait for anybody. If I am supposed to open the meeting, if time is up, my leaders open it. If they are not there, you open it. That's how we operate, isn't it? I can hear you, man. Anything to be done, you do. Do you know what you are doing? You are preparing yourself for manifestation. That's it. These people, when they began to pray, and they began to study the word only, there was combustion. The last thing I will show you is in the book of Acts chapter 12. I'm talking about prayer power, which must go, pursue with the word. 
chapter 12. Will I do you justice by just showing chapter 12? Yes, let's go to chapter 12. I will look at chapter 8, isn't it? I've looked at chapter 8. When Philip went to Samaria, chapter 12, Satan will rob us. Just the story of chapter 12, we'll read and then we'll pray. It was about time, this time, that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church and intended to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with a sword. If this is not James, the brother of Jesus, it's James, the brother of John. Alright? You know, whenever I read this thing, what amazes me is that when they, before they caught James, God knew. When they were taking James to kill him, God knew. And God would have rescued him, but he did not. Okay? Because his time was up to be a martyr. That is how I want to die. I want to die as a matter, if God permits it. Look at the next one. It says, when they saw that this pleases the Jews, a time will come, and it has come now, when they kill Christians, it will please people. Look at all the Christians they are slaughtering in Syria and in Nigeria. When they slaughter them, it please other people. Okay? So it's not a strange thing. This happened during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Interesting. In the Feast of Unleavened Bread is when it happened. My. The next verse. After arresting him, he put him in prison, handing him over to, the, to be guarded by four squads of soldiers, of four soldiers each. That is, four squads of four soldiers each. Four squads means 16. Four soldiers to the right hand, four soldiers to the leg. Right leg, four soldiers to the left leg, four soldiers to the right leg. Chains, so that he cannot move. Okay? Now look at what happened. This is Peter. Herod intended to bring him out for public trial after the Passover. So Peter was kept in what? Prison. But the church did what? Say it out. I want to hear you speak loud. The church was doing what? The church was doing what? To who? There is no problem that can face you. If we pray together, that problem will be taken out. That's why you must not withdraw from praying. You don't know the day God will deal with your own case. When others are praying, you are not there. It's Satan. That's why some Christians keep on in a cycle. Promotion will come, they promote other people. Why should they promote people in your office and you are remain in the same place? Something is wrong with you. Not with your boss, but you. You. Your prayer will open doors for you. But we must pray together. They pray earnestly. You see, this is what I want to stop at. Look at what happened to this man. So Peter was, Peter was kept. Go to the next. Okay. He said Peter was, you know, the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was what? Sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, 
And centuries stood guard. All the 16, the, quad, the four quads. Stood guard the entrance. Now, this man was bound by chains to two soldiers. And tomorrow is his death. And he was having a good sleep. You imagine that now. What has happened to you that you are sleepless? They are not killing you tomorrow. Why are you sleepless? <laughs> Hallelujah. Whatever happened to you is not up to saying that they are killing you tomorrow. Now, I don't, why, why should Christians be sleepless? Over what? My life. Which life? You don't own that life. The Lord takes, he's the one who owns your life. Once you're in Christ Jesus, there's nothing to worry about. This man was, his death sentence is tomorrow. And the two soldiers are holding him with chain. So that if he wants to go and we, he has to, they have to wake up. If Peter turned, the chain goes, they wake up. Okay? And the guy was sleeping. Now, there is no problem. You soldiers, just take your rest. I'm sure that after Peter slept, the soldiers will look at themselves and say, what are we doing? <laughs> you will sleep in the midst of your trouble. You will never be moved. Look at what happened. I love it. But the church was praying for him. The church was praying for this man who was sleeping. Okay? That verse 6. Let me see it. Verse 6. It says, Sentinels stood guard at the entrance to make sure it does not escape. Then the next verse 7. It says, Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side. I love this. And woke him up. Why? Because the saints were praying in a home group. In a cell group. Not church now. They gathered themselves in a home group. And they started to pray. If you are in this church, you don't have a home group by Sunday, it will be yours in Jesus' name. I didn't hear amen. I will talk to you about that. How you can easily stir up blessing in the house. They were praying in the cell group. Do you know what happened? Their prayer have his heaven. Those prayers didn't know that God has sent an angel. Each time you are praying, you can never know what God is doing behind the body. That's why you must pray without season. Anytime you hear prayer, you must join to do it. Because every time you get out to pray, God is doing something behind the scene. The angel appeared in the cell. He saw Peter sleeping. He woke him up. Peter, look at what happened. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said. And the chain what? The chain did what? The chain did what? The chain did what? The chain did what? what? (laughs) Ministry of angels. There is no chain that the enemy can use in tying you that will not fall off when you can pray. It will fall off. The same angel who went there. All angels can do that. Angel does not have to tell chain to fall off. No. The, God didn't send angels to chain. He sent angels to Peter. God did not send angels to your problem. He sent angels to you. When angels communicate the word of God to you, you will leave your problem behind you. They will not be able to follow you. That is the awesome power God has given to angels. He said to Peter, stand up. When angels said to Peter, stand up, what to how could chain hold him back? When I told you about Allah told the cripple, stand up. And the guy, the cripple, whatever, whether it's a demon that made him cripple, it does not matter. 
Whether he made the sacrifice, it does not matter. Whether it is forefather that sinned, it does not matter. Instantly, anything that held the man gave way. Listen to me. That is your mouth where you can pray. Your mouth where you can pray. Devil will not shut your mouth. Listen to me. He said, this man Peter is a stranger. He's a strange man. Listen to me. When the chain fell from his wrist, look at the next verse. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals. And Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel took him. Now, the two centuries that chain is in their hand, their own chain is still in their hand. Though. When God breaks your chain, he will remain with your enemy. <laughs> he will remain with your enemy. And you know another thing amazing me? Peter stood up before these people, whether they are sleeping, whether they are not sleeping, we don't know. But they were just looking. God will put your enemy to sleep. You will have been blessed before he will wake up. None of them could move. Is that what happened when, Jesus, when the angel came to roll the stone away? The Bible says the soldiers were awake, but they were like dead men. The soldiers were awake, they, were like, they fell to the ground, they were shocked. They were like dead men. Listen to me. You see, the God that we serve is more than what you think. It is your prayer that can provoke him. That's why Satan don't want you and I to pray. We can talk, 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 useless talk. But when it comes to prayer, I say in the name of Jesus, even in your house, the next thing you hear your, your wife or the husband, he's, he's snoring. Once you hear it, <laughs> hallelujah. And sometimes husband and wife, it will almost become like fight, isn't it? Why are you sleeping? I'm not sleeping. Leave me alone. <laughs> Hallelujah. Apostle, Apostle, when we are praying, my wife is sleeping. Leave her alone. That's what she told me to. <laughs> Listen to me. Your prayer is your power. So what happened? Peter followed him out of the prison. But he had no idea what the angel was doing was really happening. Because the guy loves sleep. He has slept sound. So when he got up, you know, Peter used to see trance and visions. So Peter just thought that he was still dreaming. Okay? It has never happened on earth before that somebody prayed and chains fell off the people's wrists. And then released from the prison. You know why I'm saying that to you? The way God will deliver you may be peculiar. It does not mean that it has to happen before. Your life cannot follow the pattern of somebody before. You are unique in God. When the time comes for God to let Israel go, miracles and wonders that had never been performed under heaven was wrought on that day. Listen to me. God loves to flex his muscle. When the devil surrounds his children, he watches. He doesn't move. Because he has the last thing. He has signs and wonders that he will wrought to intimidate the devil and tell the people that you are his child. You are different from them. You know what happened? He was following the angel. He thought he was seeing a vision. My bro, Peter. He thought he was seeing a vision. Now look at the next, uh, the next verse. I love it. They passed the first and second guard. Huh? And came to the iron gates. Leading to the city. What happened? Shall we read it together? I can't hear you read it. 
Say it to the person beside you. The gate open. Did the Bible not say lift up your heads, O gates? And be lifted you ancient doors? The gates will open for you by itself. If they shut door against you, as you go to the next week, that door will open by itself. Was he speaking in tongues? No. He was just following. The first remote control, that is where it was mentioned. On earth. Automatic sliding door. <laughs> the Bible says, Thus hear the Lord to his sorrows is anointed, whose right hand have lifted up to subdue nations. Isaiah 45. He says, I will go before you and I will open the double doors. I will break down the gates of bronze and cut through the bars of iron. Is that not breaking down the gates of bronze? Open double doors, they don't open. Angel did not tell the door to open. Angel walked to the closed door, shut door, and the door by itself opened in this accord. Do you know something? You and I are higher than angels. Sons are higher than angels. There is a place you and I can pray and serve God to. Those things will be happening to us. And that is what God is calling us to do in this hour. Pray! Without ceasing. The door opened. It opened by itself. And they went through it. When they had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel departed from him. When angel finished, they leave you alone. That the rest is in your hands. <laughs> Hallelujah. You will not go back to prison. I say you will not go back to prison. <laughs> now this is what happened. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord sent his angel, not in a dream, and rescued me from Herod's clutches and from everything the Jewish people were anticipating. Now look at the next verse. I love this. When this had, when this had dawned on him, he went to the house of Mary, their home group, their cell group, his own company. Like I read to you from chapter 4. He said, Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark. You know Mary... Mary, the mother of John, that is the person that just killed her, her son, James. Okay? But when they took Peter, he didn't, she didn't say, ah, my own son, I'm mourning. She joined them to pray. They did the prayer in her house. That we have lost one. This one must not go. Can you see how the brother in love among them, the bonding among them? They say, it's not, my, it's not my family. That is your family. Let me say something to you. If you belong to this house, you are your family. Your extended relations are not. They are not. Let me ask you a question. How many of my own blood relations have seen me more than you since you have known me? Show me one of them. Is it not you you see me every day? When I pray, do I even remember them sometimes? All the time? No. When we remember them together, that's why I remember them. They belong to their own churches. That is their first family. When the brothers of Jesus came to Jesus Christ, when he was preaching in church, and they said, ah, your mother and your, your brothers are looking for you. Jesus says, I have no mother, I have no brothers. He said, those of you who are here, who listen to the word, you are my brothers and my mother. Don't you understand? If you have a problem today, in the, or you, if they take you to the hospital, who come to visit you? Is it not church members? Answer me. So don't you understand? Therefore, they are one family. That woman refused to sleep. That Peter must not die. Though she just lost her own son. They prayed together. I love it. 
Peter knocked at the door. Entrance. Come and see Rhoda. And a servant girl called what? Rhoda. Came to do what? Answer the door. A servant girl. Look at what happened in the next verse 14. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed, she ran back without opening the door and escaped. Peter is what? At the door. Look at the fate of this girl. Peter saw an angel. He thought he was dreaming. This girl heard the voice of Peter. She ran and said, It is Peter. It's not dream. Can you see the difference? Peter angel appeared to me. He thought he was seeing vision. <laughs> but the girl heard the voice of Peter and ran back. Can you see? When she ran back to my church Christian, she ran to. Look at what it says. She was so overjoyed. You are out of your mind. That is what the Christians inside said. They were praying. They did not expect answer. <laughs> Hallelujah. But yet God did what? Answer them. You know why they were praying without expecting? Because of the agony of their soul. The agony of their soul has overwhelmed them. Sometimes you are in a situation, you are just crying to God. You are just crying to God. But not with all your faith is dead. Circumstances that extinguish all your faith. But God is still faithful because you still recognize that it is God you must come to. He will answer the prayer. They prayed. They did not expect Peter to be released. So when we gather and pray, you don't know what God will do for you. That's why you must not miss any prayer. Is what will fire up the power inside you. Listen to me, therefore. So, they told her, when she kept insisting that, that is so, that, <laughs> that it was so. When she was insisting it was so, they said, it must be his angel. These are men of faith, are women of faith. Senior pastors, general overseers, Bishop, <laughs> apostles and prophets, <laughs> hallelujah, and a slave girl. Jesus said, unless your faith is like a child. Shut your mouth. He cannot be Peter. Oh, it is Peter. Shut your mouth. It must be his angel. Verse 16. But Peter what? Kept on knocking. And when they opened the door, they saw they saw him, and they were what? Astonished. Stand up on your feet. God will do astonishing miracles for you. We are going to pray together. Father, anoint me with the power to pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Anoint me with power to pray. Tell God, turn me to pray machine. Turn me to pray machine. Every weariness of soul in me, take them out of me. Every weariness of soul in me, take them out of me, Lord. Tell the Lord, empower me to pray. Give me a prayer language. Give me a prayer language. The Bible says, if I pray in a tongue, my spirit what? Prays. If I pray in a tongue, my spirit what? Prays. There is nothing that cannot be done if you can pray. Everything is possible when a man can pray. Anoint me with the power to pray, O God. Change my tongue, 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 oh God. Marabale dresokopaye gedebo yimale braka bagade. 
Ne pragueto seke bambo lebre kibalonda. Fire me up, Holy Spirit. Fire me up, Holy Spirit. Fire me up, Holy Spirit. Yeah, Lord Jesus, let your Holy Ghost fire me up. Let your Holy Spirit fire me up. Jeremiah 30 verse 8. It says, in that day declared the Lord, I will break the yoke of your neck. I will tear off their bone. No longer will foreigners enslave them. Begin to pray, Father, break every yoke over me. Tear every bond of the devil over my life. Deliver me and my household from slavery of the foreigner. Demolish completely everything the devil has made within me. Give me a new heart, O oh God. A new strength to serve you in this season. Yeah, my God. Oh, Father. Thank you, Jehovah. Thank you, Jehovah. Thank you, Jehovah. Yandra Kabaso Baribo Shibrari Gadea. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. The Lord will rejoice over you. The Lord will take the light over you. He will take the light in you. The sound of weeping and crying will be heard in you no more. Anything that is looking, that is before you, that may be tending to disgrace. Today, I revoke in the name of Jesus. You shall go out with joy and be led forth in peace. Mountains and the hills shall break forth before you, and the trees shall clap their hands before you. Hear the word of the Lord for you. For the redeemed of the Lord will come back to Zion. The redeemed of the Lord will come back to Zion. Before the end of this month, you will come back to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown your heads. Gladness and joy will overtake you, and sorrow and sighing will flee away from you. If any one of you came into this month jobless, it shall come to pass before the middle of this month, you shall be in a gainful employment. It is not going to be a job that you will patch, it will be a job that transcends your understanding. It says, I even now am he who comforts you. Who are you that you fear mortal men? 
The sons of men who, but like grass. Anyone that is having perpetual fear of mortal men, today you are set free. Whatever discomfort that you have come to this month with, I declare tonight as you are going home, the Lord will comfort you. He says you will, you, he said you will forget the suffering of your widowhood. He says, I, the Lord, laid the foundations of the earth. Who are you that you live in constant terror every day because of the rot of your oppressor? Who is bent on destruction? Anyone who a decision has been made over that is bringing misfortune, a decision that is bringing sorrow and regret. I say, hear the word of the Lord. For where is the rot of the oppressor? The cowardly prisoner will soon be set free. I declare your freedom tonight in the name of Jesus. You will not die in your dungeon. This hour, the hand of the Lord stretched out to you to deliver you. You will not lack bread. For the Lord your God is the one that chunks off the sea that the waters may roar. The Lord Almighty is in his name. He says, I have put my words in your mouth and covered you with the shadow of my hand. I who set the heavens in place, who laid the foundations of the earth, and who said to Zion, you are my people. Today I declare to you, the word of God in your mouth shall work for you. In this situation, anything that will stand against you, Holy Ghost will bring the word out of you. You will not concede to defeat. You will not concede to the devil. The wish of the devil shall fail over you. The will of God shall prevail over you. He says that the Lord, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it shall stand. Everything that stands against, that tries to contend against the plans of God for you shall fail. The purpose of God for you in every aspect of your life shall stand. So shall live in the name of the Lord. Never again will there be an infant that will live but a few days among you. The hope, never again will your hope be dashed. Sorrow may tarry for a night. I announce your your morning of joy for this hour. People who have owed you in the month of September, they will pay. People who have held your money and your resources in the month of September, they will pay. If you have been struggling in the area of finance, the next seven days, which means before the 10th of September, refreshing will come for you from heaven. You will build houses and you, are, you will dwell in them. No longer will you build houses and others shall live therein. Listen to me. As the days of a tree is, so shall your days be. You will long enjoy the works of your hand. Every qualification that you have attained on earth will be brought together. They will begin to work for you. Every connection that God has given you on earth will be brought together. They will begin to work for you. You will not toil in vain. I say you will not toil in vain. You, you will not toil in vain. You will not bear children do for misfortune. You and your children shall be called a people blessed. You and your children shall be called a people blessed. You will, misfortune shall be far from you. Misery shall not come near your tent. There is no weapon for against you in this one that will prosper. Every sorcery against you shall be destroyed. The Lord will turn the curses against you to blessings. Before you call on God from this moment, He will answer you. 
While yet you are speaking, He will hear you. Even in your own frail way, God will perform wonders. In your own frail way that you pray, God will perform wonders. Every prayer you have been praying from January to this hour, I table it before the court of heaven. I declare yea and amen to them. You enter into a season of manifestation of your request. The thing you have sought God and people have stolen from you, you shall receive it back. They will look for you and they will give it to you. Where they have said no to you, they will begin to say yes to you. In the name of Jesus, Satan will not be hoped to hold you bound. Everything that men have deprived you, they will begin to look for you, they will bless you. Anywhere you go, you will enjoy favor. In your house, you will enjoy favor of God. In your office, you will enjoy favor of God. In the country, you will enjoy favor of God. In the city, you will enjoy favor of God. The mercy of God shall be upon you. There are people you have known before, God, who, who are put in position of power. In this season, God will open the book of remembrance concerning you. They will be brought, you will be brought to their remembrance. And they will contact you back. And the grace that God has given to them, they will use it to bless you. The Lord will make a way for you wherever you go. The Lord will protect you in the midst of dangers. In the midst of wrath, mercy of God will rest upon you. Favor from heaven will locate you. Mercy will envelop you. And grace will work for you. So shall it be and so it is. You will not be willing again to pray. The hand of God will come upon you. Whenever you say in the name of Jesus as to pray, the Holy Spirit will fire you. He will send the fire of heaven unto your heart. You will be able to stand up and pray. If you lie down, you will be able to pray. Even in your dreams, you will begin to pray. So shall it be. And so it is. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. One of you will chase a thousand, and two shall chase ten thousand. You will inherit the gates of your enemies. Those who come against you in one way, they will run in seven directions. So shall it be in the name of the Lord. Put your hands together for the King of Heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Hallelujah forevermore. Hallelujah forevermore. Turn the storm beside you and welcome them in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. My oh my.